seeking collaborations with influential people. At GZPR, we create passion-fueled collaborations that go beyond traditional representation, a performance agency that onboards new clients every month. Our focus is on POC collaborations. Contact us now at hellogzpr.com, a self-aware public relations agency exploring world perspectives with leading talents. started called how to get to know you we'll be giving away the first lesson for free on the website the link is available in the show description do you have trouble getting to know others do you want it to have deeper meaningful conversations do you want others to open up to you and feel comfortable well after seven years of research and practice this course will achieve these goals and more and if you want a more personal approach we have some special news there are a few spots available for one-on-one sessions with myself private message me on the instagram page to receive your first free 30 minute zoom call now back to the podcast in my mission to open conversations and access deeper dialogue I wanted to hear from you, listeners, on last week's question and discussion. Last week, Genevieve Kaira and I discussed the question, how can channeled movement create different flow states? We received a number of responses that further deepened dialogue. Today, I'll be discussing the episode and the responses that we received. Well, first, I want to read a quote from Mahali Sikhisentamahali. I'm saying the last name wrong. Mahali C. He researched flow state. This is a quote. The best moments in our lives are not the passive, receptive, relaxing times. The best moments usually occur if a person's body or mind is stretched to its limits in voluntary effort to accomplish something difficult and worthwhile. Now, before I jump into the responses from the listeners, I wanted to share something with you. When I read this quote and I thought about it, what came to my mind, and I was thinking back on some really exciting, like, you know, that deep inner joy that just is filled inside of you and it just can't wait to burst out, that kind of feeling. And I have to say that I experience those feelings when I'm in the midst of doing something that I thought was way beyond me, like something that was super difficult or I saw it as super difficult and it was super challenging or an op- or even getting an opportunity or having the opportunity to sit with someone who I saw as super like almost impossible to reach but I'm able to have this person sit down with me and discuss a question that we and we dive deep into it and I'm able to probe the person and make them think and give them ideas and have this back and forth um deeper dialogue um and discussion between me and another person and I found that 
in those moments, I'm in complete flow state and this inner joy and happiness that, you know, it it's not experienced, you know, there are moments where you feel happy, but there's this like this other, it's like there's levels of happiness, you know, levels of joy and the happiness, levels of everything, levels of sadness, levels of pain, you know. So when we talk about this, I think people forget to put things into levels or categorize them or or just kind of disperse them out because it's so broad to say happy, you know. Um, I would say just that that the way I describe it or my feeling of that flow state is that really inner inner joy um, that that appears when I'm in this zone of doing something that I saw as as difficult to reach or difficult to do or um, or just you know being able to to like I said, have these conversations with people that I thought were not reachable. And there have been other moments too where I'm have these or I have this one grand idea and just being able to um, pitch it to people and have the opportunity to pitch it and have it received well and being able to, you know, pitch it well and have other people, people who are in such high places, see it as also a good idea. And just me being able to pitch this, this, you know, pitching it for a few minutes gave me that such deep inner joy that I can't, I can't explain it even. I'm trying to articulate myself here, but it's not working. <laughs> um, I'm going to give you a little heads up though. If I, if I cough by any chance, sorry in advance because I have a bit of asthma right now and I'm um, having a bit of some coughing, coughing episodes. Um, yeah, so there is, there is, uh, that for me, that's what made me think of. And it, it, it is true. Like I, those moments were like, it's like this weird, it's like I'm on a drug of some sort, honestly, honestly, like it, it, it's super exhilarating. Um, that's the best way I can explain it. Listeners, I'd love to hear those moments for you. What were those happiest or most joyful or where you felt just like, what does happiness feel like? You know, like, is it like a burst of just excitement inside? What is, what is the feeling of happy for you? You know, send me, send me those responses. I, I'm super curious to hear. And um, yeah, so just wanted to like, tap into that for for a second and with the question the the listeners really enjoyed um enjoyed this podcast thanks again um genevieve like they they really enjoyed this episode a lot of people are fascinated with flow state and uh trying to get into flow state themselves and and um you know it's tricky for a lot of people but there have been more and more people who will keep coming across flow state or hearing the word here and there and and wanting to do their own research and trying to tap into it with themselves and and so on and i think a lot of feedback and a lot of people were responding that they were able to do it reach flow state or that was zen or or be in the zone um in a sport or in meditation, and it's interesting to say that because we're talking about channeled movement in this podcast. So in a sport, so like when you, you know, repetitively, you know, maybe basketball, you're repetitively trying to shoot hoops and you're repetitively doing the same drills, 
And I think you find yourself, you're so in the zone or in flow that you stop thinking and you're just doing it and you're pushing yourself even further and further and, and your physical capabilities are, are um, and skill is increasing. So that's where a lot of people like to, to mention that they've they've been able to get into flow and in meditation too. And I'd say, you know, I've I've been, I would say, once maybe my yoga teacher would say otherwise but I would say intensely and in a flow I reached it once and I think I like what were the factors or what was happening for me I remember I was very angry very very angry and just super angry but after we did we did a, a it was like a slow um uh, a slow yoga um so it was like uh uh, rejuvenating yoga uh, class and at the end of that class we went into like a, a meditation for like 10 minutes and I was able to really deeply go within and go into like this super focused I uh, flow I would say flow and I was able to like move past that anger or like f- almost it allowed me to go deeper which was very interesting. Like that anger allowed me to go deeper and and be more in the meditation and be more in flow. Um, you know, I, I'd love to have the, had that that flow, that feeling, or that you know wavelength, or that you know that moment in my mind, but in a task as well, and see how that felt. I have had it a couple of times during tasks. I would say. As a kid, I think it happened when I was doing mathematics. I used to be very fascinated. I think I'd very much get into flow with mathematics. Um, and then uh, in doing my podcasts and doing things like this, I very much find myself in in flow. And, uh, yeah, so that was just a little bit there about about my experiences with that and some experiences that I've heard from other people. Our first response now is from we – we have a few responses, one from Melbourne, one from Bangladesh, and one from Ireland. Our first one is from Suzanne from Melbourne. She said, why is it difficult to start a task, although all you need to do is the minimum? I think starting a task, like, requires – requires a sense of flow, requires some flow because, you know, you hear it all the time. Like most people say it's so hard to start. The hardest thing to do is start. Like you hear it constantly, constantly. So I think even in the beginning, this is my opinion, of course, you know, theories, these cafe episodes, we'll hear different perspectives. I love to hear yours. But I don't know. I think when you when you are at um, – when you start a task – you need to have like this weird like kickstart or a little bit of flow to be able to start. Um, and I think that's why it's so difficult for people. People have to reach a moment of flow to get going. Like it's just like a, a split moment to, to start and to, to, to reach somewhere or to just get, get the thing going, you know. Um, and that's why I think it's the difficult. Although, and it's a nice point though, Susan, that you said, although all you need to do is the minimum. It's interesting, like literally you just have to do something and the minute you do something, you do something more and something more and something more. So it's like why is it difficult to do something? It's like, you know, I think 
part of a lot of it has to do with maybe you know humans don't want to do a lot of the time don't want to do work they don't want to do it's like I just want this thing to start itself and then I'll get it I'll keep it going you know that's that's what I feel with with a lot of things like humans don't want to put work into anything and in in relationships in in anything it doesn't just just be a task or completing a task and just you know just anything really um, but li- literally it just takes the minimum, just like start, do something and then you'll do something more and then you'll do something more and more and it all adds up. Um, it all adds up and you just, the, the problem is people think they see it so far ahead or they think about a hundred things that they have to do. Do one thing, do one little thing, you know, just, um, just make that phone call, write an email, do, you know, draw or design something. Just do something and then you'll find yourself working on it again and again and modifying it and, and so on. Um, and that's, uh, yeah, that's my opinion there with that. Our second response is from D from Bangladesh. She said, um, channeling flow state in meditation or in movement is one thing, but what about flow state in completing a task that is written or spoken? Great, great um, point there, D. Uh, absolutely, I totally like get that and understand like your thought process there, um, like with that because I was thinking this the, kind of the same thing. It's like I think flow state is it easier when you're just moving or in a meditation or like it's easier to achieve or you know there were some examples that that um, that Genevieve gave with between people um in a sport in a game or in during um intimacy things like that uh but what about when you're speaking or when you're writing can you can you speak and be in flow you and another person um and you're talking about something can you be in flow when you're when you're writing like it's it's not not can you be in flow we know you can be in flow but how does it differ and is it easier and is it is it more difficult to be in flow when you're writing or when you're um, or when you're speaking um, and is there can you channel different flow states um, in these tasks as well like can you are there different flow states for writing tasks are there different flow states for speaking tasks and things like that like there's so much that um, that there needs to be like researched on it and and in so many ways it's difficult or you just have like you know there needs to be a lot of trials or or a lot of um um practices to 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 like try all these different different things and i'm sure more and more research will come about and in the end really science and research and theories are all theories they're all theories and but they're they're practice theories or theories like evidence-based theories i think that's probably what we want to see more of evidence-based theories because all of all of this is all really theories, so um, I'd love to see more of it. I know this is a fascinating topic for me, and and um, you know I think we all want to achieve that that flow state, and it it's good for us. It's good for us internally, mentally, emotionally, physically, um, and it's something I think that we should all try and, and attempt and and uh, strive for. Our third response is from Luke from Ireland. Luke said, why is it said that we are at our happiest when we are in flow state? Great question, Luke. Why are we at our happiest 
I think happiness, it's like happiness. Can you measure happiness? Like, can we measure happiness? Are you, you're at your happiest. I think there's just types of happy as well, like, right? Maybe there's just types. Of, this is, I don't know. This is me thinking. Maybe there's types of happy and not happiest. Maybe, maybe it's, and it will differ between people. It's like pain. What is, you know, where are we at our most painful? We don't know. And our most painful is different from person to person. You get, so you do one kind of thing to 10 people and they'll all tell you, no, nah, one person will say that's a 1 out of 10. Someone else will say it's a 10 out of 10, you know, a level of pain. So it's like maybe it's not happiest. Maybe it's just type of happy. Um, and maybe there are types of happy, you know, like and our body – uh, reacts differently. Like it's we're having an emotional reaction. That's why we know we're happy. So maybe the emotional reaction is like an emotional physical, which it like an emotional physical reaction in our bodies. There's something physically actually happening. So maybe um, for whatever event it may be, it taps into different kind of physical emotional. Um, parts of the body so it's not uh, it's not about happiest it's a, just about different type of happy I don't know that's a thought no <laughs> that's just a thought that I had there and um I don't know what let me know what you think listeners I always love to hear your perspectives on on these questions and you know we can open the conversations up even more and and let me know what you thought and and yeah, let me know what you think. And uh, remember, you can always share any perspectives that you want, and and so on. And I'd love, you know, it's very, it's always very interesting hearing these different responses, and you know, people adding to the conversation. And we always hear different questions all the time, and it has nothing to do. I love to reiterate this has nothing to do with intellect, but it's just a matter of we all have different experiences and and thinking, and we all come from different environments and backgrounds, and it's great to have more perspectives because the more perspectives we gain the clearer pictures we can develop i am very much looking forward to next week's get to know you cafe so be sure to listen to the last, last tuesday's episode thank you for listening to the get to know you cafe if you enjoyed this podcast rate review and share the podcast on facebook or instagram you can tag me at get to know you with tiffany farron be sure to listen to Tuesday's podcast and send in your responses for us to include next Thursday on the Get to Know You Cafe to further deeper dialogue on this topic. If you have any topics you would like us to discuss, be sure to tag me in a post with your question. Join us every Thursday on the Get to Know You Cafe.